This is a Federal News Network podcast. Members of Congress, wherever they might be, have not missed receiving a congressional record, nor have executive branch agencies failed to receive the Federal Register. That's all thanks to measures taken by the Government Publishing Office, which also has most of its people teleworking. For an update, we turn to the GPO's director, Hugh Halpern. Mr. Halpern, good to have you back. Good to talk to you, Tom. So give us the general state. You have most people teleworking, but not everybody, and you yourself have a pretty heavy telework schedule. It's kind of interesting, Tom. Unlike most federal agencies, GPO is actually a manufacturing operation. So we run a printing plant that produces the congressional record, uh, the federal register, bills, hearings, reports for Congress, but we also run a line which produces passports and secure identification items and all sorts of things like that. So going into the this situation, we've had to adjust a little bit differently than some of the other federal agencies. We have a significant number of our folks uh, teleworking. I'm teleworking. I'm talking to you from my basement. That's where I meet with our executive team daily, and we've got all sorts of G- our GPO teammates, whether they're in IT or human capital or uh, our design team, all of those folks are working from home. The folks who work on our passport line, unfortunately, uh, aren't working right at the moment. We're lucky that we've got a big backlog or a big backstock of, of passports so we can continue to supply those to the State Department. And then we have another set of folks who are supporting the work of Congress, the work of the agencies through printing the congressional record and the federal register in plant. Now, there are much smaller teams than what we normally use, but we're still getting that work done. And I also don't want to leave out our good customer service folks who are working from home too, supporting the the federal agencies who are procuring printing and other items uh, through the numerous uh, contract printing firms we use all across the country. And I guess it's worth pointing out just to tell people that uh, this is not a academic situation that's causing this is that you did lose a contract guard at the GPO main headquarters. We did. This was actually a really tough weekend for the GPO family. We've got a mix of employees and contract employees, but we're really kind of one big family. And unfortunately, over the weekend, uh, we learned that one of our contract special police officers uh, contracted coronavirus and COVID-19 and unfortunately uh, passed away as a result of the disease over the weekend. Um, this was our first known infection among our our folks since we've learned of one other, but we're taking measures in terms of social distancing and those kinds of things to try and really minimize the degree to which we've we've got further infections. And did you take any special measures in terms of cleaning out the uh, entryways and so on? Because I think everyone passes through that little area where the guards are. Yeah, no, that's That's true. This particular guard was at one of our other entrances that's not trafficked quite as heavily. But that said, one of the 
one of the benefits of being a manufacturing operation is that we have really good industrial cleaning crews. And they were able to come in and clean all of the areas where this particular person was to the CDC standards using, uh, using material recommended by them. We're speaking with Government Publishing Office Director Hugh Halpern. With respect to the people that do need to be in there to operate the presses and the uh, inkjet printers, I guess it takes fewer people than it used to to operate the regular old-fashioned presses. And you also have rearranged the schedule so that there's lower person density in the buildings? Absolutely, Tom. We're... We're trying to do as many innovative things as we possibly can to minimize exposure and to really put safety first for everyone who's who's working at GPO. So for those folks who do have to come into the plant, what we've done is we've split folks into two teams. And so we will work one week with one team and the next week with another team. And that enables us to do two things. One is um, maintain some social distancing. And two, in the unfortunate uh, circumstance that somebody does become infected, uh, it doesn't knock out the entire workforce. Second, we've got, we've got groups that are, are teleworking that have never teleworked before. Some of our uh, congressional folks are, are working on that as well. And we're really benefiting from some of the investments we've made in technology. When you came to visit us, we showed you our new uh, inkjet presses, our digital inkjet presses. And one of the benefits from those is it requires a lot fewer folks to manufacture the, the congressional record or the federal register. If we were doing this in an offset environment, it could be 25, 30 people required to produce that document start to finish. With inkjet technology, we can do that with far fewer people, even as few as half a dozen. And you're also finding ways to reach out with local school districts and printing materials for them. Tell us about that. As I mentioned earlier, we've got uh, a very robust program where we procure printing for most of the federal government. And one of those uh, one of those programs is our GPO Express program. One of the things that we were able to do was make that program available to the District of Columbia. And uh, through that, they were able to procure uh, printing and get a lot of educational packets printed for the DC school system. So it's easier for them to educate their kids during, during this period where everybody, everybody is at home learning. You mean an arm of Congress caused homework for all the kids <laughs> in the district? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. We didn't assign the homework. We're just making it easier for them to get their, get their assignments done. I guess it is easier for the teleworking and tele-teaching teachers if there are materials in the hands of the people at home trying to log on. Absolutely. Um, you know, everybody's working through this now. It's a different environment. My son's 17. He's a junior uh, uh, in, in Alexandria, T.C. Williams High School in Alexandria. And, you know, he's working online mostly, but not everybody in the district can do that. And, you know, I think the district was looking for a 
something that could supplement their online offerings. And luckily, GPO was in a position to be able to help them with that. And the last question, last I heard, it was National Library Week. And GPO is always heavily involved in that because of the depository activity that I guess still happens even in the digital age. How are you handling that? Uh, Absolutely. It is National Library Week. I'll be talking to our Federal Depository Library Council. uh, And our Federal Depository Libraries are about 1,100 libraries across the country where we make sure that they've got the materials that the federal government produces so that they're easy for folks to access, whether it's physical volumes in a library or it's through our govinfo.gov online repository. And, you know, our, our FDLP partners uh, are, are really key to uh, making sure that folks can access the, the information that GPO produces on behalf of all of our federal customers. We'll be talking about how we can be servicing those libraries a little bit better and how we can help them service the library patrons who are ultimately the customers uh, for the federal government, for federal government information. And I guess this is really off the wall, but it must be a question that comes up. Probably it does in every office and everyone who goes to the mailbox, but do we know whether coronavirus can live very long on paper? You know, I'm going to leave that to, uh, <laughs> to the scientists and the experts at the CDC. That that said, my understanding is that by the time you get a, uh, a congressional record or a federal register, it's probably gone through so many processes that it's pretty safe. So Go ahead and open it and read away. There you go. Hugh Halpern is Director of the Government Publishing Office. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Really appreciate it. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Get the Federal Drive delivered to your mobile device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resources page at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.